Life Audio. Today on Talk About That, John strikes up a conversation with a total stranger and thinks an octopus and a squid are the same thing. You know, I'm conflicted about buying toilet paper in bulk and defend myself to John on my lack of Disney expertise. Plus a conversation about what time does to our legacies and whether we've constructed our own Truman Show to insulate us from the real world. Today's episode is not sponsored by vacuum cleaners. When you want to clean your house and traumatize your cat. But first, a word from our actual sponsor. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com. Com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. It's a summertime tradition, Johnny. Let's talk about that. It's, uh, it's fireworks day tomorrow. Yeah, we're recording this. It's a big, uh, it's July 3rd, yeah, 2023. Right. Which we don't always record on the day of. Do you want to explain explain to the audience why we're doing this the day of, Sean? Um, I feel like this is going to lead really immediately to you ribbing me about staycation. I don't. I mean, first thing, we showed up for breakfast this morning. You're like, oh my God. Like, you you laid into me. Well, no, I just said, hey, how was this staycation? You go, well, it was... you already had, like, complaints. <laughs> I did not. But that wasn't everything you hoped it would be. I said it was great. I just had to cut it a day I had short. To cut it short. I go, how can... Well, I got to get the house ready for the everybody to come over tomorrow. I go, well, you know, these are your friends. The truth is... Nobody cares. There was a huge storm. If a cabinet and door is loose. A huge storm knocked a bunch of branches off the main tree. Yeah. Into had, the pool? Because that's all I care about. There's stuff in the pool, yeah. We have to get out. It actually knocked chairs into the pool I had to pull out. Like, the first storm. Good Lord. What's going on yeah, in your house? Bad, some bad it's got a poltergeist. Did y'all lose electricity? No. Again, I lost electricity. Yeah. Which I always do. So We're on different systems. I'm way out in Lebanon. Yeah. I am on the end of the Nashville electric grid. Right. The bad end, of The very, very tail end, like the caboose. You uh, need to have one of those generators and a storm cellar, and you need to hoard things. I like the idea. I, I've looked into both. Hoarding? Well, no. 
into the generator and okay. the cellar. Okay. <laughs> I've looked into hoarding. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if you planned your hoarding? Be an interesting like channel, like pro a pro hoarding influencer. <laughs> this is why I saved those old rotten pumpkins. You know, I've been considering hoarding. You never bit. know when you're going to need. I will say this. I feel uh, an undue amount of shame when I feel like I'm accumulating things. Okay. I think it's bec- I don't know why. There's probably a lot of reasons. My mom ran a charity when I was a kid. My brother still runs that organization. So that's probably part of it. As I've seen a lot of people that don't have anything, so I feel like I'm accumulating. Like if I have a garage full of stuff, I feel like yeah. what am I doing with all this? Yeah. What? What? Did- and I thought this thing in the corner was going to change my life probably, and now here it is in the garage. I'm- it's the staging area for the garbage basically. Once right. it's in the garage, so I feel like this undue amount of that maybe, but even like. I think there's a very Southern thing. We've talked about it before about how like Southerners feel so we apologize. We over apologize. Like if you're going to get to your seat on the plane, you're like, I'm sorry, I got to get, I got to get to that. And they're like, I bought the seat. Right. Just move. Like, I don't want to be rude, but like, why am I apologizing? Yeah. You knew when you sat in the aisle, you knew it had to climb. You knew somebody was going to have to climb over you. Why did you buckle your seatbelt? Yeah. You know, you knew you're going to have to get up. So anyway, I feel I felt a, a weird shame the other day, and I and I thought about it, and it was I was buying push my hoarding. I was buying toilet paper, and I'm looking around for like the eight pack because I don't want to buy the twenty eight pack or whatever. Mm. And then I thought, why do I care? <laughs> it's like you have this weird vision of like rolling up with the gigantic amount of t- and people going like look Whoa, at this guy look at the big roller what did you eat high roller yeah high, and i thought why do i what by are, the way if they haven't called us 28 packs of high, the rollers, high roller why not what are we doing what what is your strategy in why would you not want to buy the most toilet paper possible yeah are you swearing off pooping like <laughs> i don't understand what is your what is your end game right like well i don't want to get stuck with all this toilet paper when i stop going to the bathroom <laughs> You know? Unless you think you're going to die imminently. Right. I could see it then. Buy all the toilet paper you can. Yeah. And you, even then, you you give it away. What a great... Now, listen. Uh, put that in your will. That's a weird will. Yeah. To my... I overbought at Costco to my grandson. To my youngest grandson, I bequeath <laughs> all of the toilet paper. <laughs> of the quilted northern... In the, in the West Wing. I'm an angel soft man. How about you? I'm a Costco toilet paper guy. Oh, so you got the... We get the big... We get it. But Costco, that's not good toilet paper, is it's it? great toilet paper. Really? Yeah. I'm a little weirded out with toilet paper marketing culture. Yeah. Like the bears. Uh-huh. Like, part of me goes... I, and What's all, the slogan? Enjoy, enjoy the go. Enjoy the go. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, there's... I go... I don't know. They treat this like a major problem that they're solving. And I want to go, is this as big of a problem as your marketing... Right is indicating, like, my gosh, we have solved this global crisis of uncomfortable toilet paper. And I suppose it could be too thin. I don't know if enjoy... I don't don't think you want to enjoy the go. That's a good way to, like, you know, pinch your sciatic nerve. You can't sit there forever. Yeah. That's... we. I wonder if there is some of that where people, like, they take their phones now and they're just in there too long and now we have, like, people just... There's some weird group of problems that we're going to have in a future generation. Like, you just sat on the toilet too long, and now you've yeah. got some weird nerve damage. Yeah. Well, you can. It is one of the only places in the world where you can stay in as long as you want. That's true. Nobody can, like, pressure you out of there. Well, 
you don't your family could family, i guess family can pressure i'll bang on the door what does it take you so long for you're like hey hey this I'm, is my time i'm enjoying I'm the enjoying- go <laughs> <laughs> we were right we were right to the toilet with this show and i, I apologize i do feel like it's a, dis- it's a disproportionate though marketing strategy like i just yeah. don't feel like this crisis mm-hmm. is is quite as big as the marketing reaction to it has been i would yeah. like to say i think that people have been okay with toilet paper of all kinds what about family size cereal? How do you? What's your stance on it? You're always no, buying the big box. It'll go. We don't do a lot of cereal. Well, I don't either. But I'm saying, like, when you go to buy it, it's hard to find a box that's just the old size box. Now everything yeah. is like, it's almost like they're saying, "Look, we both know, right?" But then it'll go stale, right? That's the thing, don't they? That's where they get you, Johnny. I don't know. I don't they know. get you there. Or not. And is it fun size when it's big, or fun, I feel like fun size? Fun size be used big to be when, small. Fun size when we were kids was the little tiny Three Musketeers. Yeah, which like, was fun. fun. No, fun size for me would be a double Three Musketeer, and that's how I developed a weight problem. That's yeah, a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. Enjoyed. Well, the, that's what it used to be in the movie theater too. When you would go to the movie theater, and they would have the gigantic one pound Hershey bar. So it kind of almost justified those prices. Yeah. Now it's not. Like they have bigger, you're paying that for like a regular size junior mints box. Yeah. At least give me the junior mints that's like. Senior mints. Yeah. Yeah. A gigantic. Yeah. They're graduated. They're (laughs) pre-med. These mints. I don't know. (laughs) We went to the movies last night. What? I know. John Driver went to the movies? It was the end of staycation. Were you like, what are, what are the people doing? What do normal people do? And your wife was like, well, some people go to the movies. Huh. Jeeves, huh, bring the car around. What's what's that? <laughs> what did you go see? Uh, we went and saw Little Mermaid. Oh, okay. Have you seen it? No. The remake. My wife has seen it. So good. That's part of where it is. My wife, for her job, she's a caregiver, and so they go see everything. Yeah. And so then I'll be like, hey, I want to go see John Wick 4. And she's like, yeah, it's pretty good. And I go, are you kidding me? Ugh. So she sees everything without me. Well, Sadie had already seen it yeah. with, with her youth group. Oh, okay. Um, and so she she was she likes to share the experience with us, which we think is amazing. So does she like watch your face? Oh yeah, to see how you're reacting. Oh yeah, to each thing. So, but we went. Well, I thought I thought it was really really well done. Yeah, so, Curry liked it a lot too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I will say a group of teenage boys walked into the theater and made a racial slur and then ran out right in the middle of it because you know uh, there's a lot there's a lot of heat going around this movie. You know what a weird thing to do. Yeah. Though. I actually got up and walked out after him because it bothered me. Um, a couple, three teenage boys being dumb, and I saw him go out the door. And, uh, Good grief. Yeah. It's been out forever. Yeah. Like, it's such a strange... I think they were going into each theater and yelling something. Cause I saw oh, I see. One. Oh, right. But I don't know. You know, the, the the high alert in places like that, too, of like my daughter's generation. Yeah. Someone coming in and yelling something is very alarming. Like, yeah, it, it right. It's a not a. You know, it's not the kind of day and age where we want right. there to be any. Mm-mm. So anyway, but it, I mean, other than that, I thought it was it was a great movie. So yeah, that's uh, that's cool. I I, I I need to go see it. I haven't. I, I of course. I, you know, I've never seen the original Little Mermaid. Okay, Johnny. What? Yeah, I just don't. What is the? I'm deal? just not a big Disney. Are you a fascist? Like, yeah. when did you first realize that your soul? was corroded mm-hmm. like down to the core i know so i know the key plot points do you only dream about murdering people yeah or do you dream about other things too i <sighs> you don't know the songs i know under the sea <sighs> in the kind of a calypso 
Yes. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Sebastian, correct? So you know the characters somewhat. And I know Ursula is the villain. Uh-huh. And she was a different thing in the live action. No. Yeah, I think she was a squid. She's a squid. Now she's an octopus, right? I thought they changed Ursula into an octopus. I feel like that those are the same things. No, in, they're not. In both movies. <laughs> no, they're not. She was a giant squid. A squid other... is different than an octopus, uh, What's John? the difference between a giant squid and an octopus? First of all, a giant squid is different than a squid. Giant squids are very rare, and they've only been seen like once or twice. They're in the very deep, deep ocean. They almost look like octopi. No. No. And and don't... I don't we're getting into... You don't like that I you don't like that I you said octopi, do you? You thought that was pretentious. <laughs> I do think it's pretentious. <laughs> I remember in the Aquaman movie that they had the underwater scene where it was a big party and they had an octopus playing the drums. And I remember thinking, this is really silly. <laughs> By the way... Superhero movies should be a little silly. Can I tell you how... I remember thinking that was especially silly. How utterly absurd it is that you've seen Aquaman Aquaman and not was a, the original Little Mermaid. It's a big superhero movie. Uh, utterly absurd. I've lost... I, mean, I didn't think it'd be possible. Have you not, not seen Aquaman? No, I've not seen Aquaman. Or Aquaman 2? The search for more Aquaman? money? Aquaman? No. I haven't the search for more money. <laughs> hey, speaking of. Yeah. <laughs> John Segway. Take just a few moments to hear from a couple of our sponsors. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. Johnny, yeah, we're gonna watch the original Little I, Mermaid. I will watch it with you if you will watch Aquaman with me. Is it really that's out of all the movies you would choose? No, I just it's it's a uh, you know quid pro quo, <laughs> squid pro quo. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this: like it bothered me a lot that Aqua. I cannot you know he had the you know they put these superhero outfits together and they have to make sure they look cool, uh-huh. you know, because you can't do the old the cartoon comic book ones because they look kind of corny, right? And I was like, I can't believe uh, of all the superheroes, Aquaman didn't have a codpiece. <laughs> He's Aquaman. <laughs> it's the perfect pun. It, it is. Squid uh, <sighs> well, pro quo. So do you know um, part of your world? No. So you don't know that song? Uh, maybe. If I heard it, I probably would be. It's like I've never seen. Wish uh, I could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. World. Sure. I, I th- it's like if I heard. Uh, like I never saw American Tale, but I know somewhere out there because it charted like it was on the radio every wow. day somewhere out there. Someone's thinking of me, <sighs> etc. Yeah. Fivel. Johnny, I don't. Well, I don't have children. That's part of it. I just, you know, I don't. I saw Little Mermaid before I had children, I think. Well, yeah, it would have been way before. I don't know. I saw Aladdin. I think I got into the Disney stuff like. You know, okay. Post Aladdin, when they started making like big, big productions, where it was like that was kind of the beginning. So you had, you had uh, Little Mermaid, then you had Aladdin, right? Then you had uh, The Lion King. I'm not sure of the order, but have you? Oh, seen yeah, the, Beauty and the Beast. But you've seen the Beauty Lion and the King. Beast was there. I saw Beauty and the Beast 
very late too. I saw Beauty and the Beast probably like a few years ago. Okay. And then uh, and you have seen Lion King. I worked at the movie theater when Lion King came uh, out. Okay. We had a showing of Lion King every thirty minutes. Wow. We had it in five theaters at once. And uh, have you ever so, seen it on Broadway or any of the Broadway productions? Yeah, I saw it on Broadway, okay. actual in New York. Oh yeah, yeah, it's very good. And uh, Lion King was kind of like one of those like, whoa, it's crazy. Yeah, like the amount of fanfare for it and the amount of like popularity. So, yeah, but, I mean, there there's similar stories mm-hmm. across the board of there is, and I always, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go tropish on this. I know these things are talked to death, but. It is always interesting to me, and even in the live-action film, she is rebelling against her father, right? who has reason to want her to be protected yeah. from the humans. Um, what I liked about this... Is this what you told Sadie? You were like, this is why you listen to your father. This is why you listen, because look what happened. Yeah. Um, and by the way, Ursula is her aunt. That's, that's King Triton's sister. Mm-hmm. So it's now, always somebody in the family. So guess what? Now your aunt died because of you. Now oh. she was the villain, and we needed her to die. But you know, yeah. Look at this. So that was the talk we had on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're happy. Yeah, um, that's what you Ariel. get. Yeah, but now I mean, stop singing. It was a. It was a. I did like this one. Yeah, not to give it away. Well, you wouldn't know because I wouldn't know. So I know that there were some uh, adjustments made as far as like, wasn't there a thing about, I want to say uh, consent was part of part of it or something, something about one of the songs they changed to be, and it was about, instead of the man being the aggressor, it was almost like, I can't remember what it was. It was something to, on, along those lines, though. Probably, I think I think maybe some of, Ur- some of Ursula's original talking yeah. Ariel into, she she takes her voice. Okay. And so she, when she does go to the surface, she can't talk at all. So she has to win the prince's affection as sort of the within right. three days without using her voice. And I think there were some things in the original yeah. that were a little like, "Hey, here's how you use other parts of your." Oh, I see. Yeah, to to you know win the affection. I don't remember that being in in the movie last night. That's how I got Curry, by the way. Just didn't speak. I couldn't speak, and so I I, I had to use my. Uh, Masculine wiles. Yes, your charms. You never hear that. It's always feminine wiles. Uh. Masculine wiles are just, what am I? Yeah. Making duck noises like in my armpit. Masculine yeah. is more yeah, it's not. Yeah. yeah. It's money, basically. That's all we. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in the original, the prince yeah. is actually the one that kills Ursula. Mm-hmm. It's in a, a big swirling whirlpool while she's turned into a huge monster that's sort of an old disney thing once right. the, once the villain finally gets the ultimate power they do the same thing in aladdin right turns themselves into the biggest thing yeah. imaginable and they're you know but by being so large then they're also slower generally and and yeah. you know, so there's they're opening themselves up it's their hubris johnny yes now they have weaknesses they didn't have when they were small at any rate this time though instead of the prince it's actually ariel it's the same way but she actually is a ship, and the swirling thing has a big mm-hmm. pokey stick coming out the front. <laughs> Wait. What? I don't know what that's called. The mast? Is it? No, the mast is what's coming out the very top. Okay. So it comes off the front. What is the pokey stick? The pokey stick. Coming out of the front of a ship. <laughs> Are you sure you want to be a, a sailor? I'm a maritime historian. And so anyway, it's actually Ariel. It would be great if you heard somebody giving like a dissertation. 
on like maritime law or maritime history, and they were just like, and then the, the pokey, pokey stick. Guys, <laughs> I said what I said. Have you seen that commercial? Where I, I don't even know what they're selling. I had actually seen it. I've heard it from the other room, and it's like a husband and a wife, mm-hmm. and they're doing something, and they're using the product or whatever. And she goes, uh, "This is the best thing we've ever made." And the husband goes, um, "What about our children?" She goes, "I said what I said." <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I stand by a pokey stick. Yes. As you should, um, but I liked that you know they didn't have to have the the male hero save the day. Like she right. could also save the day. Equally, they could save the day. Do you think me. we're in danger of like an overcorrection though, where we're never going to have a male hero ever again because we just like we had our turn and now it's just going to be like this overcorrection of like all these what you would call in a in movie terminology you would call a Mary Sue character like a female. Ray was a Mary Sue completely in the Force Awakens. Yeah. So most of the reviews I read were like. We've made this character. She's basically like Jesus. Right. You know, she has no flaws. And so it's it's a boring character because of that. You've, she's not complex like you would make a character. And it's like an, they felt like it was an overcorrection. Some people thought that. I thought The Force Awakens was good, but it's just that thing of – I thought they basically remade A New Hope. You know, I don't a, think she was much different than Luke Skywalker in the original. In a new Hope. Well, I thought he was a w- probably the weakest part right, of a New Hope, was, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's part of it is that strong of a character yeah. who had to have the who had to have the villains the, were all the most complex in those yeah. movies. You know, there that's had to why be Empire's a, the, a simplistic goodness to yeah. some things that, that they can't shake. Now they are tempted. Yeah, it is a little. Well, that's why Empire's the best of those movies, probably because he's having this like Dark Knight of the Soul. He's having to train, right? Uh, the Yoda is interesting and mysterious and yeah. green. You know, he had a he had a pokey stick too. Oh my gosh, he's poking <laughs> him and bonking him and yeah, it's okay. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so there's. I just wonder if there's a an overcorrection, and it's you know it's dangerous to even say that sort of thing now because you come off like a chauvinist. But you know what I mean? Like just in the arts, you need a ton of different characters, but it's almost like. Okay, well, we got to cast this. That means we got to have this. We have to. It's like, all right, well, now you're already like, you're making new rules. I don't feel like, I mean, I, I feel like the nostalgia is still there for, you know, that sort of romance. I mean, that was the only part of the Sometimes movie. men are heroes, John, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Why do you hate male heroes? I don't. Do you uh, think you're a hero, John? Um, I. <laughs> If I ever put you in a position where you needed, needed to be a hero. And I needed to take the pokey stick of a yes. and kill a giant squid. Yes. I mean, I would do it to save everyone if need be. <sighs> but if Laura ended up doing it instead of me, I'd be fine with that too. Yeah. Maybe we did it together. Mm-hmm. In, in theory, they really fought the giant squid together. Mm-hmm. And Johnny, isn't that what this is all about? <sighs> I think it has. We've become, this is like Siskel and Ebert now. We're just reviewing movies. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever watch Siskel and Ebert when you were a kid um, I know you're five years younger than me so maybe their relevance like was I would see thumbs clips. up thumbs down and yeah. yeah I knew who they were yeah those uh, those shows are now all on YouTube somebody just put all of their and so I go back now and I've been watching them it's so interesting to go back and watch like them review a movie that you know the significance of that movie now huh. you know and you just kind of go like wow they were way off or well, they knew. They knew right away that this is going to be like a great piece of cinema. They knew, you know. So it's it's interesting to. I think that's what's going to happen with our show. 
like we comment on things. That's the thing about having a take on something. Yeah. If you just go, this is my opinion, boom, you put it out there. It's like there's so many opinions out there now that it's cheapened it. But I'm saying like back in the day, you put your name on that. And now it's like, all right, well, I wonder how many people who reviewed movies back then would go read other reviews to be like, everybody seems to really like this. I didn't like it, but I got to Yeah, you do wonder how much it informed like it caused people. Yeah. To like certain kinds of yeah, like if Ebert said this was good, right. I can't. And then who else made another movie like that because of popular opinion towards it? And yeah, like in, in it really is. I think like dissent. criticism shaping art in, in right. many ways. And dissent is very scary mm-hmm. uh, to people. Sometimes people just dissent to be special. They're like everybody's going this way. I'm right. going to go this way just because I want to look different. But I mean, like dissent in the face of like your job. Yeah, I want to be taken seriously as a critic, and so I'm seeing that there's a huge wave of people that hate this movie. I thought it was actually pretty good, yeah. but I'll look like a fool if I yeah. start extolling the virtues of this movie. And that's why they never made a Ghoulies Part Two. <sighs> yeah, and I, I think it it speaks to the lack of you can't get away from the way time treats things. Yeah. And we don't know what to do with that. I was talking to the church Sunday about that because we started a new series on, it's called Here's Hoping. Okay. It's kind of like Michael Scott's uh, Somehow I Manage. Somehow I Manage. Yeah. We're off. Yeah. So Here's Hoping. And I was kind of telling my own story. I opened it with like, hey, I'm just going to be vulnerable. And I told a lot of my story of facing hopelessness in the last three years. Um, everyone's got the pandemic story. I sort of talked through my version of that as a pastor and then some of the personal things as well, you know, cancer scares, other things. And um, what what really struck me was you can't account for time. And I think that's where people freaked out. I don't want to have a pandemic talk, but I, I do think this one little point on it, like when it, the, when there wasn't an answer or a solve mm-hmm. immediately out of the gate for an unknown sickness. It was so insulting and it, it, it created in the modern culture so many conspiracy mindsets because there is such, again, a, a sort of a, a modern cultural bias of we got this figured out better yeah. than anyone in history. So if someone's, if someone can't tell me what's wrong, then they're up to no good. Yeah, this is all a ploy. This is all because, of course, in modern medicine and modern science and modern technology, they know what's happening and they're trying to. Right. It's like there's no, there was no place for like, oh, maybe they don't know. We're gonna have to wait. And I think that the time you you think about movies, you think about art, you think about even politicians. You know, there are certain presidents that are remembered so differently now right. than they were in their time. I mean, I'm reading uh, John Meacham's. Uh, amazing, amazing presidential biography of Abraham Lincoln, and it's not just a—I mean, it is a presidential biography, but it's also—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's dealing with some of the, of the cultural mores of things that we're facing today as well, even or parts of the American consciousness. But you know, he was hated. I mean, Abraham Lincoln was hated, mm-hmm. but you know, so much so that his election spawned a civil war. Um, they were willing to to officially secede because they hated him so bad, and now so revered. But there's no way. And if you read the articles during the time, which I like to read, 
even like local Nashville newspapers and things from that time, like you just can't account for presentism and, and, you know, Hey, I feel like I've got the take, like you said on this right now. And and there's just the, the, the crucible of time changes things and even changes perspectives. And you just really can't know until time has passed, but it's the one thing that we hate the most. So it's just an interesting, I think he's the way God has made things that you're going to have to, go right. through this. You're going to have to come out the other side. And that was the whole talk on, on offering hope to people. Like there's just some things you can't have perspective on until you've gone through them and you come out yeah. the other side. But yeah, interesting. I, uh, I'm really counting on history to view me as better than I am now. You hope that it's, it's all I have, John. <laughs> right. Cause if it doesn't, we know how We're, it views it, you now. We, yeah. I'm in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think that it's like, you know, the value of something. I think that's what's always crazy is when you can't tell in a movie in particular, you can't tell that they're actually forward thinking because the forward thinking thing that they're you know, alluding to or hinting at or covering hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it looks brilliant 10 years later. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's just like, like the Truman Show. There's a lot of movies today. Right. Truman Show, he's, you know, Jim Carrey's character is walking around and doesn't know that he's actually a character on a show. His whole life is not real. Everyone's actors since he was born, Mm -hmm. right? He's in this bubble and it looks like the real world. And it's like, man, there's so much about that that goes into reality television or the way people live now. Well, and then you had the, the, the craziest part of that movie to me to think about is the character that Ed Harris plays who's the director of the show Christoph right Christoph and uh he's kind of god of that world yeah but he's kind of a villain but he he can he thinks he's protecting you know but he's really protecting his production it's such a strange thing. Like I felt like it was. A, I mean, given they even put Christ in the name, I, f- I felt like it was a statement. It was making a religious statement. Well, that's what I mean. It, the but, but they, the but world, they didn't yeah. make him to be a good character, though. No. Either it's like he had, you know, there's he had self interest a little bit. As if the suffering, I got to keep Truman in the dark for right. his own good. God allows us to suffer and be in the dark because it's entertaining to him, and he does not thinking about it. it's not honest and all those things. That 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 was sort of its take, which I disagree with. Obviously, I think it's way more complex than that. But I I do think people are almost willingly now mm-hmm. allowing the worlds to be in a bubble yeah. where it's all cameras. It, but that's it's the reverse. It's like instead of them not knowing this is the way they want it to be and the way that they choose to live it. Right. You you built the bubble. Yeah. And now you want people to see you as this right character. Mm-hmm. And not as yourself. Well, and you and I think that that's true of like a lot of what you see on social media is like we treat we starting to treat other people like they're just extras in our life, yeah, rather than real people. You're just like background. Mm-hmm. Like you've seen these these videos where the key feature of the new phone camera is that you can take the guy out of your shot that's walking behind you on the beach because uh-huh. you want to be on the beach by yourself. But these other rubes are out there. How dare they? They ruined your shot. Well, I can just circle him now and hit delete, and he's gone. And AI will make a little ocean wave behind him that totally matches the other ocean wave. It's like, that's a selling point of the camera now. Yeah. We don't have to interact with other people. Yeah. And people will spend hundreds of dollars to get this feature. 
They're like, oh, I got to have that. That's a weird, it's like almost a telling thing. And I get that everybody's had a shot of their fame and where you go like, oh, there's this guy that walked around and he ruined the, I, I don't I don't mean that. Right. I just mean in general, what does it say about us that right. that's a huge selling point is like, everybody wants the beat to themselves. Well, we can make it look like you did. <laughs> You know, I did see one of those commercials where it was a dog squatting. Yeah, that I understand. Sure, you know, um, but no, it's very funny, very interesting. I think that the it's funny to say that. So I want to promote something. Oh, so please, if you guys don't use the Lectio three six five app, Lectio Divina is a is a sort of monastic practice of praying scripture. morning and evening um it's, it's an ancient thing and so there's a great app lectio 365 and it's uh, pete Gregg. he's a, a guy in the uk uh, but there's people read from all over the world you can read it but i advise you to listen to it like mm-hmm. put in headphones sound canceling headphones and listen to it it's 10 to 13 minutes generally in the morning especially and at night they always have the same um, she's an Irish lady who reads these blessings and these things over you at night. It's all prayers, leading you in prayer and always leads you through a passage and stuff. It's unbelievable. Um, he just did a three-week pilgrimage across Scotland. Oh, okay. He's following in an ancient 7th century saint named Aidan's footsteps and learning so much about the history of it and all the things, which for me, and I've told Laura, like the traditions I grew up in, like the Dark Ages were the Dark Ages. Like fall the Roman Empire and then the enlight when you learn about the Enlightenment really. Then you're up to like Azusa Street, nineteen fourteen. Right. You know, or whatever. It's like um it's like all that stuff in between is just you know, just again, true dark ages. People are illiterate, you know, the abuses of the Catholic Church and um, you know, until you have some reformers, you know, in the, you know, sixteenth, seventeenth centuries and then things start looking up, you know, until we yeah. get to how you know we see it today. So I'm oversimplifying, but I'm just really we weren't taught a lot about that. So you weren't learning about monks and their value, you mm-hmm. know, and what they brought or these amazing saints and these people of faith who are living this out over the course of that 1500 years that we kind of, many modern traditions just don't even think about. But uh, he leads one day to talk about how this guy, Aiden, and, and, you know, he founded many of these monasteries and churches and served the poor and, and like, you know, challenged the kings and encouraged. I mean, it's just a lot of amazing stuff in these people's lives mm-hmm. that you've never heard of. They lived very simply, you know, did not acquire wealth, those kinds of things. One of the things Aiden would do those, I mean, he, he had this kindness. I mean, he would just, he was on pilgrimage. He was walking all the time mm-hmm. and everyone he stopped to talk to, if they, you know, he would, he would there was a, a kindness an intentional kindness of what is god going to do in this person's life or you know was this a part of it and so one of the things that we prayed about in the app during that 21 day journey was like being okay with interruptions yeah to your plan which are really really hard for me i like isolation <laughs> for my prayer times and all those things so this morning i got up and took a run it's kind of my my time and i was going to do my lectio on the app, I, I ran my three miles and I walked back, put in my headphones, got about 12 minutes, but there was this dude who I'd never seen before who was kind of on my route mm-hmm. and I passed him once. I took my headphone out because he was walking and I was, you know, he was, he was a little older. He was walking and I don't want to be rude. So I took my headphone out so I could hear him and he talked to me. He's like, Hey, you know, what are you doing? Okay. 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 And then I ran past him again 
Hey, hey, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? So, so you stopped? No, I just re- talked oh, you- to him as I ran past. Oh, I see. And so when I got to the end of my run and I'm walking back, I mean, it's like I had this almost, this is really hard for me because I'm an introvert and I, yeah. and I really want this time. But I was like, I need to be open to yeah. divine interruptions, whatever they may be. I don't know. Right. But I want to be open to that, even if it messes up my routine. Yeah. And so I thought. This guy mugged you, didn't he? Guys, he took my wallet. <laughs> and so I, I was walking. Don't trust people, kids <laughs> out there listening. No. I was walking back. I was like, if this turns out, and I, I was doing the math in my head from yeah. where I'd ran past, I bet you he's going to re-intercept me on my walk back. Yeah. And I was like, Lord, if he walks out of there, I'll just turn off the app. Yeah. And I'll just walk with the guy, which is really weird for me. I'm just going to walk with this stranger. Yeah. This last Might half. be weird for him, too. Yeah. But he'd been re- super friendly and, you uh-huh. know. Sure enough, sure enough, he's walking right out, and I'm a little ahead of him. Mm-hmm. And so I just stopped, took my headphones out, and I was like, hey, you walking back? He's like, yeah. I was like, well, I guess I'll walk with you if that's okay. Like, I just did it. Yeah. He was like, sure. You know, walked over, learned his name. He's visiting here from Nova Scotia. Huh. Yeah, visiting a friend. And we walked about a half mile, and just talked about, you know, and the weather stuff happening up there, you know, with the fires and everything yeah. and, and, and stuff. And I mean, nothing much of consequence. And then he turned off his way and it was just a weird, like, I mean, one of the things, Hey Lord, help me live this day to the full, Yeah, you know, being true to you and all that I do, help me to be kind to mm-hmm. everyone that I meet, you know? And it was just like a, okay, well that was not my normal devote. Yeah. Me. That's, I know you enough to know that. So that would have been the stretch for me too. I didn't. I didn't say anything. I just said God bless at the end. But I didn't like. Do you talk to the per, Do you talk to the person in your row on the plane? Like, do you go no. out of your way to? I'm awful at that. Yeah, I'm bad at that. But uh, here's what's funny about it: anytime it's ever happened where somebody was a chatty person, it's always been really, really good conversations. Yeah, I've never like had a because ba- you're always afraid if it's a three hour flight. You're like, if we get going and they're like, "What do you do?" and then I tell them, and then they're like, "Tell me a joke hey. or whatever." Yeah. And then they end up being some, you know, crazy person or whatever your worst nightmare is. Then you go, now it's three hours of this. Yeah. So I try to just put the headphones in, dial in, let them know, like, I've got a movie to watch. Yeah. But every time it's, every time someone has ever interrupted that or been like, hey, so where are you headed? And Nashville home or whatever. It's always been like a really good, and I always go, oh, this is cool. I made a friend. You know? Isn't when we it, yeah. when we reach out, John, beyond ourselves, we like it. Why do we not do it? I don't know. I mean, the, uh, yeah, obviously, it's fear of whatever. The extroverts. There's a fear like, of being known, and yeah. there's it's our fear and it's our desire. We we want to be known, but we also want it to be on our terms. Maybe I think I fear the waste of the time. Yeah, I fear like I'm going to get stuck in this now, and I could have read, I could have written, I could have rested, I could have been. Like this person is now gonna, and that—that's where I have to get better. I, that's why I try to do this morning. Like, hey, okay, yeah, I need to let my time be open. To and now it. you've got a new best friend from Nova Scotia. Let me tell you something. I don't think I'll ever see him again. But yeah, it's. What if you got back and then somebody was like, "You're like, remember that guy? You saw the guy? Laura's in front of the house as you're walking up. Remember that? Did you see the guy?" She goes, "There was no man, John. <laughs> there never was a man from Nova Scotia." <laughs> it's like uh, <laughs> you just got fight clubbed. <laughs> He was you. He's your alter ego. Oh, my goodness. I was thinking like it was an angel. That's what you were calling Okay, yeah, that could be that, too. entertaining angels unaware. Yeah, uh, Nova Scotia, man. We talked about Curse of Oak Island a little bit. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's where that is, you know. Is he a big fan? He's like, yeah. He goes, we've we've you know known about that. It's always been kind of interesting all these years and stuff. So, but um, yeah, no, I want to I, I want to be more open to it. Like I'm okay being the introvert. I've made peace with that. Yeah, but you want to be, be you want to stretch beyond your yes. self to be your best self. That's okay too. I want to be the one that pleases God. Like okay, God. Because there is a blessing there that I'm missing for myself as mm-hmm. well. It's not, but I do want to be a blessing to others. Yeah, I was talking my, with my wife last night about there's this thing that we do sometimes. I'm a worrier, and so I try to remember when I'm like I worry about people and situations, uh-huh. but sometimes I'll worry about a person without reaching out to them. Yeah. So and I and I think that the work is done because you've thought about it, and I go. There's a thing where you have to go beyond that because we're talking about a particular person in our life. And I was like, I think this person is worrying and they think that that is care. Interesting. But it's not. Like when you care for somebody, it's not just about like, well, I stayed up nights thinking about you. Yeah. It's like, that's not the same thing. We got to show care for one another. And, uh, but people who overthink things and overcoach things like I do, mm-hmm. sometimes it's easy to mistake that as the same thing. That's fascinating because you almost assume that they should know how yeah, much you they care. They should know how much I care. And it's like, it's easy to show somebody how much you care about them yeah. if you really want to do it. Yeah. But we're like, no, you don't understand. I've been sick about this whole thing. You're like, well, I didn't know that. I have two sides of that coin. One is, yes, I've been trying with community and people in life. Like, hey, if I, if I do think of them or I've prayed for them, I do try to reach out. And a simple text is the easiest way. Just say something kind. Yeah. You know, let them know that they're on your mind kind of thing. HBD. But the, <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite. That's my favorite text to send somebody. I didn't even want to say all the words. Happy <laughs> I couldn't birthday. Couldn't get it out. Yeah. HPD, buddy. But I think the flip side is there are some people in life. I'm trying to break myself from. There are some people I check in on that I know it benefits me in the long run. Yeah. I hate that. I'm, I'm, I'm confessing this. Right. I mean, if you want to go dark, because the whole like I'm just worried about you. I didn't actually care. I didn't show care. I cared, but I didn't. I didn't take yeah. the action where you knew that. You know, mm-hmm. but there are times in life where my caring or checking in on someone is reverse engineered from a selfish thought mm-hmm. or from a need of mine. Like I'm going to need this. It's coming up, but I haven't talked to that person that I'm going to need this from. Yeah, in a while. I wonder how they're doing. But it all came from. I mean, again, I'm getting this. this is, I'm, I'm letting you guys in on the dark, selfish side. So now I'm going to reach out now, just randomly, and mm-hmm. say nothing about what I need. Yeah. So that when I do need to reach out about what I need, it wasn't the first call. It wasn't the first call. I don't look like a jerk, you know. Yeah. Or there's someone who's influential. Yeah. And there may be something I want to do in the future. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm putting change in this pocket. I hate that expression, but that's what it really is. Yeah, I'm just going to keep being kind. I'm going to keep being. You know, I'm not going to. And then someday, if I if I need that opportunity, I can ask for it because I've I've been that guy. And I'm really trying to just like completely murder that in me. Like you know what? So sometimes I'll pray for people who are influential that I know or whatever, mm-hmm. and I just don't tell them. Instead of sending a text, hey man, prayed for you today. Yeah, because I know. And it, it, sometimes I do send it because right. I, I want them to know that, but. I need to get rid of. <laughs> I need to get rid of whatever that is right. that, that, that seeks something that needs reciprocation or whatever. Right. 
that sees this as a grander picture that eventually yeah. benefits me. I don't think of it that way when it's happening, but right now it's become very clear that there are some ugly parts in there that God yeah. is is kind of reshaping. And um, now I'm second guessing every text you ever sent yeah. me because Johnny, I gained so much, so much. I mean, dozens of followers that we have. <sighs> if you'd like to support the show. <laughs> We still haven't even done this week in history, John. Oh, we haven't. But if you'd like to support the show, we'd mm-hmm. love to have your support. You can do that and listen to all of our archived episodes at talkaboutthatpodcast.com. Click on the link in the upper right corner if you want to donate to the show, support the show. You can get ad-free content that way. We love having you on board. We want to thank our patrons. Yes, thank you. A, th- a throng of them. Uh, uh, a, a shipload with a pokey stick pokey coming stick out the end. Jeez, <sighs> these stupid maritime rules. Okay, here we go. Uh, John, it's time to go back. Way back, John. Mm. This week in history, it's the same what we like to call Talk About Then. I do not remember this story, but it's amazing that it did not plunge us into war. Do you know what happened today in 1988? Did you know that the U.S. Navy shot down an Iranian passenger jet? Wow. I do recall that vaguely. I mean, I guess I would have been, yeah, I would have been 14. But it's amazing. Like, you just go, like, I guess Iran wasn't the Iran of today and just weren't. So, we, this is, this is the story. I, Iran Air Flight 665, uh, 665, a scheduled civilian passenger flight from Tehran to Dubai, was shot down by a surface to air missile fired from USS Vincennes. Of the U.S. Navy, the aircraft was destroyed, killing all 290 people aboard, including Holy 66 moly. children. The Vincennes had mistaken the aircraft for an Iranian F-14 jet fighter, uh, even though the jet was flying over Iran's territorial waters in the Persian Gulf along its scheduled route. While the U.S. did not admit legal liability or formally apologize to Iran, it agreed to pay U.S. $61.8 million, uh, $61.8 million dollars. That's 213000 per passenger in compensation to the families of the Iranian victims. This seems like one of those things of like, if another country did this to us, right. I can't imagine what would have happened differently. It would have been different probably. It's just a, it's a strange story. I did not remember it, though. It's tragic. I mean, it's horrible. That's about as tragic as it gets. I mean, it's a mistake, but you just go, this is a mistake that has a huge toll of life attached to it. I would think an apology would be okay. Yeah. But... Maybe that's politically there's a weird expediency that you can't own it. Right. I don't know. That's a crazy one. Uh, Jim Morrison died of an overdose today, 1971. Wow. Were you a fan of the Doors, John? Are you a big uh, Not a big You're Doors a Keys fan. guy. You're a I, synth I, guy. You know what? I do like the organs. Okay. But uh, uh, Jim Morrison was a complicated uh, There's a lot of organ. Character. It was a little it was over it was just overkill. Too much organ. How many organ players were in the Doors? I don't know. You had a synth guy, like a B3 kind of a guy. I'm a, Clav. I'm, I'm a B3 guy, but this was like a... Yeah. It got a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> felt like you needed more guitars. Yeah. Where, take one of those out, put a guitar in, and now you have probably the traditional. Yeah. But that's why what made them the doors. That's John. true. <sighs> They'll never make it. That's what I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Yeah. Cisco and Ebert. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first public demonstration, John, of color television. Uh, today, 1928. Wow. That's the inventor, early. John Logie Bar- Baird, John Logie Baird, his middle name was Logie, huh. uh, demonstrated his mechanical color television in London. 
his system used scanning discs at the transmitting and receiving ends with three spirals of apertures, each spiral with a filter of a different primary color. It used three light sources at the receiving end. Uh, this seems like a early to me, too. 1928 Jeez. was the first public demonstration. I already don't know what he's doing. Uh, it did. Uh, the demonstration was of Noel Gordon uh, wearing different colored hats. She went on to become a successful TV actress famous for the soap opera Crossroads, which we all Oh, I love Crossroads. Wasn't that your favorite? In the 30s. Um, that does seem early. I bet they freaked out. Yeah. But they freak. It'd be like we talked last episode or two ago about. I don't understand how our, television works anyway. Our friend's uncle who saw the iPad for the first time. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine seeing color television? Yeah, and I'm sure it was super expensive and not. I don't know when the first one came into like the American household, but I feel like color television didn't hit until like the 60s. Yeah, and this is 28. They already had it. So it was a public demonstration of it, but it was probably this was way a too much. Why were they holding it yeah, back? Who killed the color television? Ugh. Um, the first transatlantic hot air balloon crossing, John, today, 1987. That's late. It was a uh, British billionaire and Virgin Records co-founder, Richard Branson, of course. He was kind of the Elon Musk of his day. And uh, they arrived at the Scottish coast in their hot air balloon, him and his partner, uh, per Lindstrand, evidently, hmm. uh, a co-founder. Uh, and so... Uh, they called the hot air balloon the Virgin Atlantic Flyer. They had departed from Sugarloaf Mountain, Maine, 33 hours earlier and traveled a distance of 2,900 miles. 33 hours? Yeah. That's it. I don't know how you control. seems like a hot air balloon just kind of drifts. I think, can't you like, can't you, use you have the, like thrust? You have you thrust do, going but it's, up. Can't you have maybe th- you make a name it. To, I, I don't know. There's not. There's Those a, things scare me. Really? Well, you're in a thing and it's the... The flames are so close to the to the fabric. fabric. In general, fabric is, is flammable, super flammable, and also inflammable, mm-hmm. which mean the same thing. Uh, they the vet, English language. The Veterans Administration was established today, nineteen thirty, uh, to consolidate and administer a system of benefits to veterans and their dependents. Yeah, I figured that was an FDR. Thing. It was changed to the Department of Veterans Affairs in nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah. Oh, you figured it was. You knew the president. You knew uh, who it would have been established under. FDR. Yeah, FDR. It's going to be part of New Deal. Uh, finally, John, the first automobile. Uh, Carl Benz takes his creation for its first drive in Mannheim, Germany, reaching a top speed of ten miles per hour. This this week, eighteen eighty six. I'm assuming that's Mercedes Benz. If it was Car- Carl Benz, I would assume as well. Think, I always thought it would have been Ford, right? I really thought he was the first you know, U.S. automaker, maybe. Who was the first production? Mm. Wow, I, I, I'm speechless. We learn, we learn so much on this show. <laughs> <laughs> We're so afraid to comment on it. We're like, I, I don't. Yeah, ten miles per hour, bro. That's could you run that fast? Well, you could bicycle that fast. Yeah, but but you can't carry your whole family and your groceries and stuff. I guess. Unless you have an enormous bicycle. Yeah, with a big, one of those big things like yeah. the... With one of those... What? That was the... <laughs> that was the bike horn. Auga? Uh, no. Oh, a little honk. Yeah. <laughs> little bicycle horn. Bless your heart, John. I always uh, thought arugula yeah. sounds like that horn. 
arugula. Like it has that. Yeah. Every time Laura, hey, pick up some arugula, I walk through Kroger being like, arugula. Like it's in my head. And maybe it might even come out. That's how you you say it? <laughs> do you, hey, could you tell me where the arugula It's a, yeah. This is oh, we do have one more, by the way. Oh, sorry. Uh, born today, mm. 1962. Tom Cruise, John. Oh. What's your favorite Tom Cruise movie? Uh, far and Away. Really? Yeah. It's an interesting choice. Yeah. Huh. I love Far and Away. Well, you're a history... Yeah. It's such a it's such a major period piece. I love everything. I like that movie for that. Ron Howard. Yeah. Isn't that got the land race in it, too? Yes. It has so many things. Industrial Revolution. Uh-huh. The potato famine. It's like a Forrest Gump. They disband yes. the ages and they insert themselves into it as fictional characters. Well, but it's not out of the... Actually, their experience were probably pretty close to many, many Irish immigrants. And mm-hmm. coming into New York and then the Italian versus Irish sort of... The, the ethnic just wars between them and then you know them getting out of the city, heading westward, westward expansion opportunities. He works on the railroad for a while. You know, I mean, it just, it's really all the live long day and sort of the, uh, the, the, you know, upside down class systems They, you know, the, the, you know, Nicole Kidman's character comes from wealth in Ireland and now they're working class, Yeah, you know, but there's also this sense of gain your land, you know, you can be someone here. So yeah. it's sort of changing that inherited uh, sense of title or entitlement. Yeah. Now it's work for this and that that American, I guess, gumption, you know, of of that time, which a lot of things about that time and Manifest Destiny were awful, especially for, you know, Native Americans and others. So but I'm just saying it's interesting. It, it, it may not romanticize some of those things, but there really were. It, I think it captures, in my opinion, a lot of the... I figured you were more of a Days of Thunder guy, but... Days of Thunder. Well, they, Nicole Kim was in that as well. Yeah, I don't... <sighs> I do think the new Top Gun was good. Oh, it was. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. I think America agreed. And I you. think we came full circle. We started with movies. Yeah. We ended with movies. Because that, that's the sort of plan yeah. thing that goes into this show, Johnny. It is. You never know when we're going to bring it back around and be like, oh, okay. Now they, they put a bow on it. We look like geniuses. Yeah. Because we are. No. No. But we thank you close. for listening anyway. Yeah, it means a lot. You should listen to more of Johnny's comedy. You should go to johnnyw.com, J-O-N-N-I-E. Yeah, you can find out. I've got new tour dates coming out every week. It seems like we're adding new dates, and uh, so I'm probably coming to a city near you. Probably. Yeah. John's probably writing a book near you. Right now. You can get it in the mail if you go to johndriver.com. <laughs> right? Now, how do you find out about your book? Yeah, go to johndriver.com. You can see my Amazon page or whatever you want there. Yeah. So. And then he'll... They'll ship them right out. They do. They they bring those things right to your doorstep. So now. many books. Yeah. Do you have a key delivery? Do you have what I'm talking about? Amazon key delivery? Do you know a, what I'm talking about? What, you give Amazon a key? No. Essentially, you do, though, because they get a one-time use code to your garage. Oh. Somehow. It's like a protect. That way, they can put things out of harm's way in your garage. <laughs> so, it's called key. De- and I, just, I have that added onto my Prime. No. So, whenever they bring to my house, they have a th- code. They can push a thing on the... Wow. It's a lot of trust you have at Amazon. I know. And so my boxes are out of the rain and out of the... Wow. Nobody can pirate them. I just gave a key to the Amazon driver that comes by all the time. Is that... That's probably different. I wasn't. You have a house sitter. I... He's in your pool. <laughs> He's like, this is part of it. it was like, he has the package still. It's in his... <laughs> He's using it as a flotation device. 
And check out talkaboutthatpodcast.com where you can leave reviews. Those reviews really help, Johnny. They do. We want to hear from you, but only if it's positive. Yeah. We're very sensitive. We are. We don't take negative criticism. I'm in the public eye uh, pretty much. It's my life. And it still bothers me when people say hateful things to me. Yeah. So I don't know if I'll ever get over it. Leave an honest review. Yeah. But if if your honest review is bad, then just don't leave it. Yeah. Just write it out. Yeah. What's the old thing of like write out a letter to somebody yeah, to and then therapist. tear it up, whatever, burn it. Yeah, do that. You got it out of your system. T- type it up and then burn your computer. <laughs> 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 yeah, it, guys, it's fun though. It means a lot when you delete those reviews and when you send us the emails and uh, and when you uh, support the podcast. Thanks for the journey mm. that you're on with us. Yeah, it's been a long journey. It has, and it's continuing, Johnny. It's a continue somewhere out there. Someone's thinking of us and loving us tonight. You can expect more exciting (laughs) insight like that next week on Talk About That. Dedicating time each day to spend feeding our minds and our hearts the truth of God's Word is immensely helpful in our growth as followers of Christ. I'm John Stonge, and each day I host a show called Daily Devotions with Pastor John. On the show, I spend just a few minutes taking an applicational look at one or two verses of Scripture before coming to the Lord in prayer. If you'd like to make a habit of spending more time meditating on the truth of God's Word, You can listen to Daily Devotions with Pastor John at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.